the human-centric podcast the podcast all about the talents of today and tomorrow presented by deutsche telekom talent is at the heart of strategy why because people make strategy happen I'm Svetlana, I work in Deutsche Telekom in Global HR, and I'm very happy to have you with us in this first episode of a human-centric broadcast where we will talk about talent. And let me share why we started this initiative, because very often in a corporate environment, the words we say, talent, customer, succession, they become a lingo, they become a buzzword and lose the meaning behind so it's an attempt to slow down and to actually have a very meaningful, honest, and human conversation what we mean by talent in here. And I'm really excited and honored to have our first guest. We have Adele, who is leading T-Systems in Deutsche Telekom, and we have Birgit, who is leading HR in Deutsche Telekom. And I have a partner in crime. I have a co-host, Hannah. Do you want to say something about yourself? I absolutely do, Svetlana. Thank you. Yes, so guys, I still find it difficult to know what to call myself. But after 20 years of actually a curiosity journey through the corporate world and the world of NGOs and politicians, I am a communication coach. I work for executives. I'm also a performing artist. So I've worked a lot as an actress. I've written a book about the stuff that I do for a living. And I've had the pleasure of knowing quite intimately quite a series of different companies in my time. And so here we are today with Deutsche Telekom that I've had the pleasure of doing some work for in the last few years. And so Hannah, you, can you sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, Adele. Yeah. Would you like to hear? Can you sing? The talent at the end. I know I cannot do it. I love that. You also, there's one thing you know you cannot do. Oh, That's there's, interesting. There's many things. <laughs> yeah. We are going back to this idea of talent, talking about singing, huh? We're going back to the idea of talent as a buzzword in organizations and kind of going beneath the layers of that. I love what you said initially, Svetlana, about strategy. Take me there. What was the original thinking when you guys started talking about the yeah. quo I think overall, uh, when we had a discussion with Birgit, uh, I think it started last year and then picked up in February, just before the pandemic happened, where we said, it just we've tried, we had a quest for talent, we had a number of initiatives, but they were not leading and yielding results we really wanted to. Mm. So we stopped the why. Let's just yeah. pause and say, why it doesn't work out? And we had a few conversations with you know, business leaders and HR trying to understand the core of it. What we discovered is actually very simple. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the magic is in simplicity. It, it really has to be in the core of strategy. So you have to understand what Deutsche Telekom is to become in a couple of years and what capabilities you need to have. And you have to be transparent about yeah. it to people. So you have to contextualize the exactly. idea of talent. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, and then, of course, we have to discuss today also like talent. What is talent? And am I talented or am I not talented? And there's all of this. But then talent to do what? Like what is it exactly? Yeah. yeah, talent for what? I think very often in many organizations, when you talk about talent, you talk about generic word for yeah, check mark in the yeah. system. You know, you marked with a talent. Is that what do you have a passion for? Yeah, 
when we all graduate from high school, we go to the university and we want to make, you know, a difference in life. We go for engineering or we're going for art. Mm. So you have a passion for something. Mm. So we need to answer questions and all of us have to answer questions. Talent for what? To be an expert in DT as a data scientist and lead the data area or to be a manager for the B2B and to be a leader in the B2B area. So one of the changes we are making is actually talent for what? Be super yeah. clear on that. So if I found myself, if I was actually an employee somewhere in the, yeah. in the world of Deutsche Telekom and I wanted to apply to this program or I wanted someone to notice me as a talent or mm, I'm guessing I'm probably too old, huh? <laughs> no, we are going to. Am I? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah uh, no, not of course you're not because... Uh, <laughs> Talent, uh, I hear it also in Deutsche Telekom a lot. When you talk about talent, we talk about the younger, hungry people who are around 25 years old mm -hmm. and they really want to, and, and we need those people and we need them much more in DT. That's the fact. That's the true fact. Okay. At the same time, we want to say that, you know, being a diverse talent, if you need to have a chief architect and you need to have talent for the chief architecture, enterprise architecture in the telco, it's by default a senior position. And you need to invest your time and energy in that. You might be 50 years plus and be a talent for a very senior expert role. So diversity is there, Hannah. So it's not just the younger. <laughs> so I'm not in too old. Oh, no, you're never. Never, 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 never too, too old. old. I think it's a very interesting question in a lot of organizations I work in these days because I find that, you know, the younger ones are, at least some younger ones I've met, they kind of, they're looking at the older ones who are very often the leaders and they're looking at them going, oh, I wish I could kind of yeah, advise yeah. them or tell them to do differently. And then they, out of politeness or not wanting to seem arrogant, they'll kind of not go there. They won't yeah. communicate it. And now the older ones are going, I'm not sure I'm on top of all this new stuff. I don't know, right? So there seems to be a kind of gap where I'm going, who's leading us? <laughs> so it's an interesting question. And finally, of course, we have to... So so any company that takes it upon themselves to set aside a budget, to set aside energy, to grow new talent, at the end of the day, I hear the frustration of that energy not going anywhere unless there's placement, right? And unless that talent hopefully ends up in your company and doesn't go to another company, yeah. right? So tell me a little bit about that. What, what are your thoughts on this one? And that's the ultimate outcome of talent management that we need to have because we need to place those people by end of it. Mm. I think we are being bold in the statement in DT. We are saying that for our executive positions, which we annually cover, so if you take totality and you hire, let's say, 80% inside Deutsche Telekom, we want to cover 30% with talents. So, and we have to walk the talk and place biggest talents and biggest jobs and, and take risk in it because it's easy to prove proven people who've done it before. And I think we should aim for a bit of boldness, invitations and placement. Yes, please. And there's one more thing I wanted to mention on talent oh, sure, on, on the placement <laughs> part. Yeah. I think also what we want to work with is actually treat people as adults, I would say, yeah? Yes. And... Very often, the HR processes we usually see in corporations, they are more or less HR or manager-driven. You know, when I will be judging your talents, we'll discuss and you will be nominated somewhere. And that's super important. You know, yeah. managers have to discuss talent. But we want to go some other place. We want to test out also self-nomination. And if we are transparent what we need, if we state what we need, 
and we consider people can relate themselves to this, you know, picture. We want to see if they can self-apply and then come on a journey with us. And yeah. that I love about this particular initiative. So there's no sitting around waiting passively to be signed on to a program. No, of course, we will have the assessment. We will have the discussions. It's not just I, you know, and I mean, yeah. there will be some discussions and dialogue and, you know, um, two-way uh, assessment maybe. But by the end, you have a chance to raise your hand. Yeah. I'm just realizing we've taken these two people hostage. Yes, I think we should give the floor back. We're just interviewing. We're enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to hear more? Yes. (laughs) Let's uh, let's open up a little bit. We will allow them to speak, shall we, Svetlana? We shall. Yes. Uh, If I may start with you first, Adele, I'm taking the chance of just going by first names. I'm sure that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about like social hierarchy and meeting someone in your position, of course, we get very curious. When you guys sit around tables and you decide on strategies like these, I'm sure there's like thorough thinking behind it. And part of what our ambition is here to do is, of course, to try and go beneath the surface and understand the thinking behind it and also therefore get your message out to the people out there. So if you were to look at what are you looking for these days in T-systems in, in terms of talent in order to, to do well in the markets that you're in? Take us there. Yeah, great. Well, talent to me is kind of like a never-ending journey, right? You never reach the end, right? You got to keep working at it. So it is a very mm-hmm. uh, passionate subject within Deutsche Telekom and T-Systems. When it comes to T-Systems specifically, we're looking for people who are passionate about IT. Yeah. We're looking for folks who are passionate about transformation, uh, passionate about digitization, mm. um, love doing those things. And, you know, obviously, when you think about that, you start thinking, well, does that mean you're looking for software engineers, for architects, for, you know, really good system integration skills? And the answer is yes, 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 yes. (laughs) But we're also looking for talents who are passionate about clients, who are passionate about outcomes, Mm. who are not just passionate about uh, a particular field, but passionate about making that field successful for the clients. Mm. That is what we're looking for. So if there's a core word in what you're just telling us now is the word passion, yes. right? To me, that speaks to, uh, so I might have a certain CV, I might have a certain background, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's nearly the mindset with which I go to work every day. Yes. That's what you're addressing. Yes. Well, we Am want I? people to love what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Because uh, the challenges we tackle are very difficult. You know, clients in the middle of transformation, clients trying to re-engineer their business models, trying to solve very difficult problems that they're facing with their business, especially now. Especially now, right? Yes. COVID crisis. So we want people to come to work loving what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So at the end of the day, the fresh produce of producing love and passion every day. As opposed to having the good enough CV. Or, yes, exactly. That's also part of the initiative here, right? So you're looking for mindset and attitude. For us, uh, mindset over the last, I'd say, period, two to three years became kind of the lingo in the company. Yeah. Growth mindset. Yes, I know. Yes. And you're touching on it. It's important to highlight. We are, as a company, we know that in order to drive the right behaviors, in order to drive the right outcomes, it must start with a mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to have that growth mindset, outward yes. mindset to be able to make a difference. I just wanted to highlight that. I know. Me. So I was telling you before we started today, I run a small company. So I'm an entrepreneur and I run a small business. And I always say, you know, I can't afford for anyone on my team 
to not have the right mindset. That's right. We'd be out of work in three months. And sometimes that feels like a luxury. Because yes. it feels like, you know, I can rely on each and every one of them to be kind of showing up and going, oh, I love this, right? And it's it's not always like that in bigger corporations, is yes. it? It's yes. easier to get stuck. It's easier yes. to to go adrift. It's easier to become passive yeah. for, for a multitude of reasons. Yes. This is stuff for another episode, I think, Sweet Lana. This totally. is our next episode. Yeah, totally. If I ask you as a leader now in your own career and in your life, I'm sure plenty of times there must have appeared new people on your team uh, and, and like your life started like, Ooh, who is this guy? Yeah. Who is this girl? And I'm sure you've worked at growing talents. Yeah. How do you go about that as a leader? How do, what, what are some core tricks? Well, first, we always keep our aperture very wide and open to look for these kind of talents. To, okay. to, to either see them shine within you know, normal activities, business activities, and to demonstrate um, their capability very quickly to us and then figure out how do we capture those individuals and help them progress in their careers. So we are Oh, if I just stop you there for a second, I think you're mentioning something really important already. So you're saying the people will have to show their capabilities. Yes. I think even that is such an, you know, if what comes up against that is shyness or not wanting to show you that I'm good enough or right. There are so many topics even in there. So Having said what you're saying is that let's let's ask people to be bold and show what they're good yes. at. Yes. You know, every human being has a, a different personality, right? Some people are extroverts and are very comfortable yes. standing up yeah. and, yes. and showing and others are not so much, right? But it doesn't mean they're not talented. So we're not necessarily look for people who are outspoken, I but we we'll love those yes. people as well. Yeah. But we're looking for people who can really shine in what they do. Yes. And show the passion, yes. you know, really about what they're doing. And that's their success is what we're looking for. And then trying to assess, well, can they accelerate? Can they go further? Can they grow? Can we give them more? Mm. Um, and that's what we really look for when we're trying to evaluate the talent. And if I may chip in, it's not only the fact, can they do more? Also, do they want to do more? Exactly. exactly. You know, the, yes. the level of ambition exactly. Yes. one of our Yes. Drivers yes. We're looking for in talents. We also need to have that ambition. Yes. And, and it's fine not to have it. That's a wonderful <laughs> way of saying it. Yes. So even if I'm an introvert and shy, I still somehow, if I can show the ambition that I have to do the work well, yes. right? Yes. That's what yes. we're after. Absolutely. Doing the work well. Yes. And that leads to that end result. So I love how we end up with this idea of passion and mindset and personal responsibility for showing up yes. in the right way. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. And here we are with this word, talent development. I'm sorry, but like, right? (laughs) It can kind of die. It can go so two-dimensional and flat on us. As top executives here, do you guys actually still believe in global initiatives such as these? Honest? Uh, Well, uh, yes, I do believe so. Because I think it's, it's good to become transparent, to really give our talents a chance to establish themselves to be seen to be heard Mm. Uh, we do have when we come from a strategic perspective as a company we're looking and Svetlana said it uh, out of the strategy we want to be the leading European telco so that's a buzzword but what does that mean in terms of skills and capabilities of the business needs yeah so we need software engineering, we need data science, we need people who are digital commercial, all those is across segments. It's 
not only within T Systems, mm. it's in our German business, it's in our European Netcos, it's in the US. Mm. So from a strategic skill perspective, that is one good reason to have a global approach because these skills we need across. Yes. And also for the talents to have a community to understand we're not alone, we're in a group, we can actually share our experiences mm-hmm. and we can learn from each other. That's important. That sounds Anna, inspiring just, right there. Can I just add something? You absolutely right? can. Look, you, you mentioned being an entrepreneur, right? And you have your company and, and you as an entrepreneur, you are the uh, CEO, you are the finance leader, you are the HR leader, you are the talent developer, you are... So that's how the entrepreneurs drive it in a small context, in a small company. Yes, good, yeah. In a large company, you need a framework, right? The framework doesn't make things happen for you, right? But the framework gives you a structure to encourage managers, to encourage our talents Mm. to actually progress. Mm. So we have a framework that allows us now to identify talents. We have a framework to encourage managers to select them. We have a framework for self-nomination. We have a framework for development of that talent. So yes, you do need a framework, but the framework alone doesn't make it a success. No. So so there has to be the framework and there has to be somehow initiatives and thoughts behind moving, stirring ideas and, and development of ideas in organizations. At the end of the day, one of the things I really see when I look at this thing of strategies not succeeding in companies, mm. right? God, if I had a penny for all the times I've seen like really <laughs> strategies. And then, yes, and then you take it out even to the first row of employees, and they kind of go, oh, yeah, here we go again. New strategy, whatever, you know, it's going to take a few years and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's a sad the, truth, isn't it? And so my, my, one of the things I see when I see people being successful at implementation of strategic initiatives, mm-hmm. what I see is staying capability. Mm-hmm. People staying with a message, staying yes. like there's power in that. Just simply staying until it's done, you know. Yes. So here's hoping for this initiative. But it's a brilliant inquiry, isn't it? How do we actually make sure that these initiatives actually are worthwhile? Birgit, over to you. So if we talk about your career, if I can take you there, were you ever spotted as a talent of some sort? I'm sure you were, but were you, uh, how did it start for you? It wasn't called talent at that point in time, but actually my first position after graduating from university was as uh, it was called a high potential. Ooh, oh, a high yeah. potential person. Uh, great. Ooh, and yes. So that was not a better name than uh, talent. No, they're even called uh, hypos. Yeah, hypos. hypos. Yes, yeah. I've run hypo Go, programs. Goldfish, yes. pond, something, you know, <laughs> all, all, those, all those funny names. And uh, it, it was a small group of uh, peers that was selected. And what I only learned after I had long left the company that they even tacked some Names like, okay, potential for board, potential for middle management. So you had from the very beginning a tech. And in that sense, I was in a talent pool uh, yeah. early on. And the definition process. Someone is looking at you going, yes. me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So now we've talked a lot about passion. If we look at the perspective of having some kind of background, some kind of theoretical background, some kind of schooling. I mean, it does have to come into the picture somehow. Yes. Yeah. I'm aware that you, of course, you are an economist. Yeah. And now you are leading HR. I find that very interesting. I'm sure it's a really interesting combination too. How does your being an economist feed into the current role that you have in the company? 
Well, we, uh, coming back to your first question, you could say I was chosen as a talent into that position. And if we are having a look at, you know, what are the elements and we touched on that, yes, uh, I could offer past achievements. Yes. So some, you know, looking back, it was not in HR, but past achievements. Yeah. Some yeah. ability to really work with people as one of the key components, some ambition and hopefully the right attitude. So it's not all about experience that you have to have done the exact same thing beforehand. That's the notion of also a forward-looking, a potential perspective. The future that we, perspective. A future yes, perspective yes. that we need to take. Yep. Yeah, and from a strategic uh, perspective, again, for us, it's important, you know, where do we need which capabilities, which abilities do we need? What ambition are we looking for? What mm -hmm. mindset, mm -hmm. attitude are we looking for? Mm. Yeah, that's that's what we are trying to match. And it it's all comes from, from the business need. It comes from the business need. Yeah. That is so important in here, isn't it? Which is also why when I heard about your background and profile, I'm always so happy when like hard skills meet soft skills. <laughs> In a way, because I think it's so important that you understand the also the, or I'm sure it is important that you understand the commercial underflow here and understand yes. how to deliver on that. And that was Svetlana's starting point, a talent for what? Yes. And that's... And a when, talent program, why? When, right? when you said, okay, how will we know that we're successful at the end of the talent program? Yeah. Then it's that we have done placements that... We have yes. actually achieved bringing talents into the most important and the most needed positions. Yes, yes, open. yes. I even work in some companies where they tell me that it's it's easier to go to a competing company. It's easier to see those advertisements than it is to actually see the advertisements within their own company. If the company is big enough, you yeah. know, that yes. might actually yeah. happen. Yeah. So as a member of the board, right, there's a thinking behind all of this. There is a strategic thought. I mean, we've covered a lot of it already. Is there any dimension of the, the talent initiative that we haven't mentioned? I actually want to come back to some, on something. Yes. Adele, you said, you know, we need to have the framework in these big organizations that would help us make it, you know, come to success. But the framework itself will not bring success. Correct. What do yeah. you bring? Well, the framework brings kind of the discipline of how you go about looking for talent mm -hmm. and how do you go about it. It also brings you the tools and the content to actually go and execute on what you're trying to do. Um, if we leave each organization, whether it's each group within the group of Deutsche Telekom or department within each of the groups, do their own thing around talent, it will have chaos, right? You won't have a consistent way yeah. of thinking, how do I open up the doors? How do I then build a program? Mm. What kind of development tools do I need to offer? The program helps you execute, mm. but it must start from the leaders yeah. to adopt this, right? To make mm. it a priority. You asked the question in the board, every board meeting, we have a talent discussion. As a matter of fact, for all important placements within Deutsche Telekom, yeah. um, we bring them to the table and we have a dialogue around the boardroom of, you know, who is best fit for this job yeah. and who are the uh, candidates for this and why did we select these candidates? Mm. It's a very healthy dialogue. 
Okay. Um, at, at the leadership level. So and, that, and let's let's also be honest, because mm. uh, among ourselves, because this is one of the key challenges, mm. always to have the right trade-off between achievements, experience, past performance. Yeah. Versus, you know, potential yeah. forward-looking yeah. risk-taking. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Svetlana, if you ask, in addition to our talent program and the framework, and that's really to us as leaders, it's courage. It's courage yeah. and risk-taking that we need yeah. to take in order to actually place a bet yeah. on a person, on a woman, on a man mm. who has maybe a bit less experience and achievements, but attitude, mm. ability, ambition, great potential. really yeah. great yeah. potential. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, so that the, um, the eyes and the sensitivity to actually define talent and the idea behind this, of course, is there such a thing as a non-talented person? Like, do we have extraordinary people and ordinary people here? I think you've answered very beautifully today because what you keep coming back to, guys, is the word passion. And attitude and mindset and heart. But we had a chat about this, didn't we, uh, Birgit? Would you like to go there? Yeah, I mean, the, the question on is there someone without talent? You know, when you asked that to me uh, an hour ago, maybe, yeah. I, I, I was like stumbling a bit across and I thought about my son who's autistic and who has some uh, learning difficulties. Mm. And he wants to be a wasteman. Mm. And he will be the most reliable, most passionate wasteman in the world. So just we get the English right. You mean he's taking the bins out? Yeah. That this yeah, is yeah. his passion. Th yeah. That is his passion. And when I asked him, why does he like it? He God, said, you know, that. it's an important task. And yes. I think this attitude that we all have certain abilities and that when we do according to our abilities, that we perform with passion and contribute to something important. I love that. You yeah. know, that's important for me. And we've come up in Deutsche Telekom with our overall purpose. We won't stop until everyone is connected. And my dream is that all our employees understand their part in that purpose, their yeah. element on how to, to bring that to life. Well, I wish us all the luck in the world. And what I'm hearing is that I hope maybe we are creating passion here. It sounds like we could be. It's been quite a passionate conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, let's get practical at the end. Let's, let's get practical. Time is running. So maybe we have a few minutes for the questions. Uh, Sia, do we have any questions? Yes, yes, yes. There are direct <laughs> questions to add there on Birgit. So the first question is uh, to Birgit. Birgit. Really, you know, makes you really happy every day. What really you know, makes your day uh, at work? Well, as uh, the chief people officer, I really like working with people. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I better do. And, you know, to sometimes have the feeling living up to my passion hmm. and by that actually contributing to our purpose, that makes me tick. Oh, what a wonderful answer. Yes. Like really inspiring, really inspiring. So, to you, Adele, uh, people really want to know what motivated you in the beginning of your career. What drove you, you know, as, as a person? Well, look, in the beginning of the career, it's looking back a long, long time ago. Honestly, it was first about just getting a job. That's what motivated me. <laughs> I wanted to be a professional. I mean, I, I, I felt like uh, being after 
four years in school and I started in the university and I started my master degree, I felt like, oh my God, you know, my first objective is to get a job um, and become a professional. But as that evolved, my passion really was all about creating new things and results. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be associated with things that help the company. And by helping the company, it usually meant I was successful to make a customer successful. And that just drove me. And if uh, there was a day where a project got, you know, in trouble and, and we were not delivering on clients' expectations, that drove me harder, you know, to make <laughs> mm, sure that mm. we, we, we do everything we can. That's wonderful. The, the passion being like the name du jour today, right? Yeah. The idea the theme of, of today. Yeah. yeah it's a passion. The passion about even just being of use. That's yes, what I'm hearing. For sure. Yeah. Just yes. being darn useful, yes. you know? <laughs> Svetlana, if people want to apply to this now, how can they do it? Where, where's, the, where's the sign up? Where's the checklist? Where can um, I go? Since this is really our try inside Deutsche Telekom, uh, you will find more information on YAM. Uh, it's available. Check it out. We are building uh, also a website where you can see more information. It's going to be easily accessible for all internal employees of Deutsche Telekom. And that's as easy as it gets. So from yes. there, it will take you forward. It's an easy initiative to take us into the future. We are at the end. Thank you, guys. Well, it's been that a was pleasure. Fun. It's Thank one. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Thank you. It was like one breath. Yeah, and thanks. thank you, guys. Thank you, team. Thank you. To find out the deeper meaning of talent and its human aspects in business environments, subscribe to the Human Centric Podcast and stay tuned.